Sequel Cast 2 and Friends is a part of the HyperX Podcast Network. So I wonder what lucky person gets to live with me. Hello and welcome to Sequel Cast 2 and Friends, a podcast looking at movies in a franchise one film at a time. This time we are continuing our uh, death march to Revenge of the Nerds with the uh, unaired pilot <laughs> to Revenge of the Nerds that was included as an extra on the Panty Raid edition DVD of the uh, original film. Uh, I'm Matt Bradley Shergy. With me is Thrasher. When this podcast collapses, I want to be under it. <laughs> and uh, Alex? If you are a nerd and you like a girl, make sure that you get this thing that's called consent. Yeah, pretty good. It is a, I mean, this is certainly of its time. You know, you had uh, 91 is uh, when this uh, was made. I don't know if this even aired. I suspect it, did. it didn't. I, I, oh, I was yeah. doing, it is doing very my much, research. It, is it very was much listed everywhere on, as an unaired pilot. Yeah, it is very much posted on YouTube as Revenge of the Nerds unaired pilot. Right, and it's one of those where it, it, Revenge of the Nerds would have made sense as a sitcom at this time. You had things like uh, Saved by the Bell, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, you know, all, all, all these kinds of um, My Two Dads, I don't know, like all these uh, <laughs> sitcoms where people are you have characters in high school, and you have the teacher, and you have this. And, I mean, a high school makes sense for uh, a sitcom kind of aimed at a younger crowd. It's, it's not like... what it, It's funny you mentioned Saved by the Bell, because Grant Gelt, who plays Wormser in this pilot, uh, he was in Saved by the Bell, the new class. He played, and I wish I was making this up, but you know I'm not. He played Harv Dorkman. Dorkman? Dorkman. Yeah, in 1993, same oh, with the new class. The, the only one that, that, that came back was like was Screech like a TA or something, a teacher's assistant. And uh, something like that, yeah. So he he Screech was always there. Oh, and Saved by the Bell is a spinoff, but that's a whole separate yeah. thing. Um, listen to Go Bayside. That's a great podcast about Saved by the Bell, but only after you've listened to all of our episodes twice. <laughs> Exactly. It's interesting you mentioned this is very much of its time, and in a weird way, it feels like a little ahead of its time because it's before, like, you know, geek chic kind of like, again, we right. can't help but bring it up, but something like Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon, you know, where it's like it's hip to be smart. But I think it's funny, though, is that like the triumphant whole thing with like the first film is that like the nerds get their revenge, they take over, and now they're the cool guys. And it's like, would that be every episode? Would the arc be like, oh, we're, hmm. we're going to thwart the, um, you know, beat the jocks. And, and you know what I mean? Is that like, this is like a little micro version, like a Cliff Notes version of the movie as an episode. 
Well, knowing what I know about sitcoms, every episode would just be uh, sitcom shenanigans with these characters, and they would forget about getting revenge. Yeah, (laughs) how many times? How many times really are they going to do nerds versus jocks? Did you just call it a shitcom? Thrasher. That was a mistake, but you know, (laughs) I said keep it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, I don't see why we can't keep it. But this is the foxiest fox sitcom that ever fox, but never made it to air. <laughs> it, you know, and and it is. It, it, the, I like the geek chic comment, Alex, because um, you, you had computers, but you know, it was when the monitors weighed like thirty pounds, and they, they were even the laptops were pretty heavy. It was a pain in the ass for people to go around. It wasn't until I would say you really had like the the smartphones that could do the internet and do video and pictures of a decent quality that you really had these, um, you know, magical devices in your pocket that made technology more accessible. And it, it the, the thing about, you know, the pilot being like the movie, but just shorter, crammed into 30 minutes and hitting the high notes. You saw this a lot of times with the sitcoms based off of films. Or even dramas based off of films. Yeah, like the L.A. Confidential. uh, L.A. Confidential. Yeah. um, Or uh, uh, Dangerous Minds. Oh, Uh, goodness, you're right. Starman had one. Yeah. Um, They (laughs) just made a new version of this, but you had uh, A League of Their Own in the 90s. Had a sitcom that lasted for a season where John Lovitz came back for an episode reprising his (laughs) role. Um, But now it's a series on uh, uh, Netflix. With a more um, diverse cast, it's actually getting pretty good reviews. I mean, it's one of those things that I think you could makes more sense in some ways as a TV series than a movie. Yeah, right. But but Revenge of the Nerds, you know, they're in. Co- I said high school before, but you know, they're in college. It uses some stock footage from the first film of them arriving to the campus, the car driving up there, and it uses some establishing shots of the movie for the frat yeah. house too. Yep, and and you look at the, um, but even before things start. You get this theme song sequence that when I first bought this Revenge of the Nerds box set in the, when it came out like in 2006, 2007, I I saw this theme song sequence and I just shut off the DVD and walked out of the room. <laughs> it, I was so, so irritated. Like the, the flying like glasses and pocket protectors and all that stupid shit. Yeah, you know, that stuff I like. It's more the yeah. quality of the drawings where it's like, George Washington, why is that nerd? Ben Franklin, why is that nerd? I know that. It's trying to sound like the Revenge of the Nerds music theme, but it's just not nearly the quality. Which I I, I have to take issue with their whole, like, nerd timeline that you see. George Washington was not a nerd. Uh, (laughs) Jefferson was a nerd. So if you're going to have multiple founding fathers, which is kind of redundant, I can understand why you'd want Ben Franklin. He did some science. But don't put Washington. It should be Jefferson. But I guess there's no iconic paintings of Jefferson crossing a river. So as a result, they still had to put a jock into the opening. And this is what's uh, ridiculous, bit. though, is that like I feel like culturally, if you want to get like into the history of nerds, you know, like the term probably didn't really exist, obviously back then. And also, like, so you're gonna try and like claim the like certain historical figures as nerds, whereas like. Was it, what, what the fuck did you do in the like the early 19th, 20th century, 18th century? It's like, you know, if you were a, a scientist, you were a nerd. Like That's pretty I, much just, what they're going for. Yeah. It's like incongruous, though. You know what I mean? That would be like me saying, you know, fucking Alan Turing's like a hardcore geek. It's like, I guess. If you need yeah, that. I suppose. It's like, and if you need that right. validation, I guess, sure. But it's kind of fucking stupid. 
It is. I was, I was, I was, go on. Oh, so the thing, the thing about this intro, though, if if a movie came out today about an actor who's been acting since the '90s, and they, as a joke on a TV in the background, had a fake intro to a bad sit to an unaired sitcom pilot <laughs> dated in the '90s, you would this. get this exact same intro. Yeah. Yes. See, like, do you ever watch BoJack Horseman? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is basically the joke. Like I said, I was saying my girlfriend were watching this. Um, I was like, these are like worse than the bad jokes from the horse and around skits. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I was literally waiting for someone to say like, that's too much, man. Three little orphans, one, two, three, one, two, three. without a home or a family tree. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. It, it, it's it like the I mean, bad even... joke written for that. Is better. And so you, you see these cast members. Some of them are, are pretty good lookalikes to what's in the movies. Some of them aren't. And then if you thought Revenge of the Nerds two, Nerds in Paradise was uh, softened from the original, like this, who boy, they um, really take any teeth out of the the, the premise of uh, the nerds being a bit. I don't know if you could say like kind of edgy or a bit rude with their their pranks. But yeah. so I, I would have to say like the the lead part is uh, with uh, Josh Saviano. I think he's actually pretty good in this. Which one there? Uh, are you talking about Lewis? Yes, Lewis. Excuse Lewis me. is played by Bob Stone. What? Oh, I'm looking at a caption that's incorrect. Okay. Bob Stone is Lewis. I think looks enough like him, and although he's a bit older, he has kind of a youthful look to his face. Which is in sharp contrast to Lightfield Lewis as Gilbert, who looks like yeah. he's in his late forty. Just with a haircut, <laughs> I think, and, and his huge forehead. Yeah, he. Although, um... <laughs> I will say, in in the show's favor, they do seem like good friends. They do have yeah. chemistry. Yeah, there's chemistry. You mentioned Grant Gelk before as Wormser, who. Has the little voice and has the tape on the glasses. Yeah, uh, Wormser is we is weird because like I believe in the in the movie I think he's supposed to be like thirteen or fourteen, but in yeah. here they establish he's eleven years old, which just makes everything really disturbing. Well, he's <laughs> a lot of shots of him staring at the tits of the yeah the sweater covered um the cheerleaders yeah cheerleaders and yeah, again yeah. like and, what's uh, the what's the punchline? It's like young man likes breasts. Ha, right. Ha. Also, knob opens door. Like, yeah, oh. it's how <laughs> obvious can you be? And uh, unfortunately, you have Booger played by Robbie Wrist. Uh, all all yeah. right. So I I oh, love boy. Robbie Wrist. Yes. I I was so delighted to see him in this <laughs> pilot. So so Robbie Robbie Wrist. Uh, he has had a fascinating career. Uh, he 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 basically played a version of himself in the Batman animated series. He played he played aging child actor Brian Daly from the episode Baby Doll, where they introduced <laughs> the villain Baby Doll. Um, he was the voice of Michelangelo in the live action Ninja Turtle movies in yep. all three of them. He's done a whole lot of voices. He was on Hey Arnold. He in the American dubs of Naruto, he has been the voice of uh, Choji Akamichi for like over 20 years. He's been doing that since like the early 2000s. No shit. But 
Yeah, but but like he goes all the way back. I mean, he has a, a really impressive career. I mean, his first television credit was in Love American Style, which I do not recommend anybody watch. But you just watch the <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 sketch about Love American Style. But he was uh, he was uh, whiz in Kid Video, which is an 80s cartoon series that is tragically hip that I've mentioned on the show a few times. Uh, and that was like he did that uh, like se- seven or eight years before the revenge of the nerds pilot. He has not aged. Although I got to say, it's a weird miscalculation to turn Booger into sort of a, a, a sort of surfer hippie um, Paul Williams type. It's very weird. Yeah, Paul Williams. Thank you. I, I, I did like a celebrity like mashup of like Roseanne Barr meatloaf, eighties uh, era, <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, Paul Williams, um, yeah. But the thing is, he brings a little bit of energy to the role because, like, Booger's kind of an anomaly because you can't really have him as a stoner in a sitcom in the early 90s, you know. So, like, what's he going to be? He's going to be this, like, again, this, like, hippie, hybrid, kind of wild man thing, you know. He's he's doing a little Belushi energy, I feel like. Yeah. And, like, you think he would at least be, like, a heavy drinker. Although I will say, like, in, like, you can tell that Robbie Rist is meant to be a voice actor because when he first comes in as Booger, he's doing this kind of affected voice, which actually works. Like, he sounds like somebody who's been smoking probably since he was, like, an early teenager, if not not earlier. But he often drops the voice. But when he drops that voice, he has much more humanity, and I think he's funnier. But he kind of keeps going back and forth between affecting that that grizzled voice and then just speaking more naturally. Yeah, it's funny because, um, like, when he – the scenes that he's in and when he has good line deliveries, he's the most interesting thing going on. Whether or not the jokes are good, which none of them really are, um, his delivery of them is quite good. Well, and you can tell he's more of a pro than the other actors and, and most of the other actors in here because he just is willing to just go for it and make himself look stupid. Exactly. And, no, and some of the other ones, they, they just hold themselves back. And it's like, if you're going to be in a Revenge of the Nerd show and you're not doing it over the top, you're not really doing it right. Um, right. There is an actor I really like in here called uh, Richard E. Gant, um, who plays P.T. Turner, who's um, sort of the uh, advisor from uh, Lambda Lambda Lambda. And he's a, a African-American actor, uh, perhaps best known for parts like in Rocky V. He's George W. Duke, the uh, the character that is the promoter. That's kind of a Don King character for, uh, for Tommy Gunn. And you also have him in, um, he's a coroner that gets possessed in a memorable scene in uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, he, yes. The ninth uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie, and he's done a lot of television, a lot of movies. He, uh, according to IMDb, he has over 125 credits. Oh wow, he was recently he was yeah. in uh, Doom Patrol as General Tony recently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he, he keeps on working, and uh, which is great. And here he seems to. I, I think he has a good kind of. I wouldn't know if he's really like a father character, but he seems like he he's a guy that's kind of stuck in a hard place and he's trying to make the best of it. And at least that's an interesting character dynamic instead of like, oh, I'm a nerd. I'm with yeah. other nerds. Let's be nerds where there's not right. much conflict or. And um, before we get into 
the the storyline of this pilot episode, I did some research on the entomology of the word nerd. You know what word it comes from? Uh, Nord. Well, I mean, sort of, but initially things like Nord or derivations of nut. They'd say this is this person's a nut, which is a pretty old phrase, and then it got turned into nerd, which then got turned into Nord, and then nerd. Interesting. All right. So it's not one of those things like dork, what it meant uh, whale penis, or (laughs) a geek, which is someone that bites the heads off of chickens in the carnival. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I am continually impressed by Richard Gant. I'm just like going through his credits. He was Captain Edward McDugan on Babylon Five. Oh, this yeah, he's an irony evil, right? He's done quite a lot. And uh, as as this uh, Revenge of the Nerds pilot starts, you have Lewis, uh, not Lewis, excuse me, uh, Gilbert, looking at his poster on oh it's my poster on the history of mold it doesn't even cut into a close-up so you can't quite see what he's talking about it's it's vaguely it's a vaguely botanical drawing that's what it is <laughs> yes it doesn't even look like a chart of mold and um the, the laugh track even for the early 90s i think is very aggressive in this yeah it's, it's the fox laugh track which yes. is, it really is though oh this is fascinating. A uh, bit of trivia about about the Fox laugh track that was used on so many Fox shows at the time. Uh, so for the really big audience responses, like the woo, uh-huh. the way they captured that, uh, they they rigged up a special microphones on a roller coaster. So whenever you hear whoa or anything like that, that is the <laughs> response of people on a roller coaster. That's hilarious. I mean, that definitely makes it unique, I think. Uh, but some of these, I um, what was it? Uh, the mom of a friend of mine and then the drama classes at high school uh, got to go to see a taping, uh, won the lottery sort of system to, to see tickets of uh, The Daily Show and John Stewart was the host. And, uh, and so she told us when it was airing and we watched it. And hearing the laugh of a friend that you recognize when watching a show is very, very strange. But can you imagine if like you knew someone that was involved in laugh tracks and you would hear their laugh every time you see this old repeat of a show? Or if the laugh was the nerd laugh. Yeah. You know, they should have snuck that in. I guess it depends. Like if it's somebody I really cared about, that might be kind of beautiful. Oh, their laugh will live on forever. But if it's somebody I don't care about, I'm like, oh, wow, they this this. Well, I guess they've had their comeuppance. They must this laugh track person must be the worst job in entertainment. All right. There's an older stand up comedy bit where, like when you listen to laugh tracks, you're listening to the laps of dead people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the old laugh tracks. I'm like, I love Lucy and things like that. It's uh, Yeah, and, that's a good point. you don't I don't know if just, uh, you were mentioning the um, young Sheldon show. Do they still use laugh tracks on sitcoms? I don't think I've seen a new sitcom in a long time. I don't think so. I think like, I'm pretty sure Big Bang did have one. The, um, the multi-camera sitcoms still tend to use laugh tracks and live studio audiences uh, when possible. Uh but if it's a if it's like a one camera sitcom or a sitcom affecting a mockumentary style, uh, typically no laugh track. 
What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display Armada. I mean, so the, the way this starts, it, uh, also, like, their room is fairly big for a dorm room, I think. Well, that's so they can right. fit. That's so they can fit six actors into one set. And the cameras, yeah. yes, yes. The other thing having... too, they establish them, and you know, you got twenty something minutes, not a lot of time to get things going. But what kind of gets me though is that, like, okay, yes, they're nerds, but like, what are they good at? Is are they what is like the young kid, like a computer guy? Is one of them like a chemist? Like, you just the have these a like. Lawyer. Yeah, he seemed he seemed pretty law oriented. It just like. Just give them like one stupid little line of dialogue, like "Oh, my computer science grant went through, and that's how I got into school," or something like that. Or even have like, them in line for the registrar and be like, "Oh, what what classes are you taking? I'm taking this." Yeah, what's your fucking major? How about that? No, that right? yes, of course, right. That's, that's like the, the, the easiest one, you know. The icebreaker, not even much of an icebreaker, really. What right, are you doing you... at this school? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you know, fucking booger could just be like, "I'm just auditing. Like, I'm not good at anything. I'm just." The fuck up, you know? Well, well, no, no. You just have Booger go, <laughs> I'm getting a master's in women's studies. Yeah, and then I'm we, just here for the Then date. we just see him leer at somebody. Right. There, I'm I just punched for... up this 30-year-old show. Right, I'm I'm an anatomy major. <laughs> I think, like, that riff that we just went on is probably more clever than anything in the series. Oh, oh what, so, I mean, so speak, speaking yeah. of which, because, like, because you know the, the like Booger and Worms are, are introduced by having them carried into the other nerds' dorm room by Ogre, who an Ogre doesn't get nearly enough to do in this, especially since he's the breakout star of the of the the series up to this point. But there there's there's a moment where the jock says irregardless, and it's done uh-huh. so matter of factly. I was just angry, like they didn't even try. They just put this fake word in this goddamn show, and then the nerds make a big deal about how well, you know, irregardless isn't a word, and that just made me angrier. Yeah, it's stupid. It's it's uh, uh, it, it's that thing where I it's mean, like you get all the characters. It's almost like too many characters, and they're too fast. You get the jocks. Uh, as you mentioned, like with Ogre, but instead of tossing him out a window that looks like they're tossing him out like a one-story window, or like the effect <laughs> is just really poorly done, so there's no... Oh, no! You, like, you can see, like, when, when I believe it's when uh, when Booger is thrown out, you can see him hit the backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. not the only cheap-ass thing in this pilot that, that I will be pointing out as we go through. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing thing too you i mean like you, you, you every dollar's on the screen and there's not that one many dollars take, <laughs> do one more take where he and try to not have him hit the backdrop <laughs> that's all you, you need cut, to do or you cut away from it earlier and just cut to the reaction and going ooh, have a sound effect of him yeah 
Oh, and the American overall McGrown. vibe is that it basically the overall vibe from this uh, production-wise, that performance-wise, and, and writing-wise is that nobody really wanted this. <laughs> it wasn't like let's make this fucking show happen, guys. Like the world needs a Revenge of the Nerds TV series. It was basically like we're all here. Um, let's fucking go. Let's get it done. Basically, like it, it feels like everyone's performing a chore. Well, you know the 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 more seasoned actors, yes, they're doing this because it's a job. They're just handbagging it. Oh, yeah. Robbie Rist is an exception. But but like Robbie Rist is, is sort of unites the other part of the cast, though, because, yes, he's doing this as a job. He's doing this as a young professional. But then Rob Stone, Lightfield Lewis and Grant Gelt is the other nerds. You can see that glimmer in their eye of a young actor where they're oh, I'm hoping the show gets picked up because then I have work for a year. Right. Exactly. Like you, you can tell they care about this this show getting picked up, if only because it makes them financially solvent for an extended period. And also, shows are a good payday because they go into syndication and they get reruns and hopefully a VHS or DVD release. Well, actors wouldn't. It'd be a while before actors got a piece of that home video stuff. But right. yeah, there's that. There's also the. Um, thing of uh if you're working a television show i mean as long as it's not something like star trek it's a pretty regular working day compared to working yeah. on a movie where you oh, might be yeah. working 18 hours 20 hours you, you don't have to drive to some weird location it's, <laughs> you can all just do it in the studio right uh, that too right yeah it's closer to home you can spend time with your uh your family or your cats or, or whatnot it's just uh one of those things, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you go, you talk about other sets in this uh, pilot. You have the cafeteria, which at least gives them some space to breathe. Well, it's it's both a cafeteria and a commons room and a library. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. exactly. <laughs> it's a multi-purpose community gathering center. <laughs> And you could have had more of like the cheerleaders trying to be mean to the nerds, and I don't know. It just just doesn't seem like now our our thirty five year old cheerleaders, thirty five year old cheerleaders to the <laughs> nerds in their you know late twenties and yeah, it's whatever. It's it is. charisma carpenter syndrome. Yes, it's <laughs> just sort of cringy, and even how the overall kind of payoff of this pilot in the in the original film, you might recall. They do a, a gag where to get uh, revenge on the, on the jocks, the nerds put this um, chili oil in the uh, hot chili massage oil into the jock straps. But here, instead, they use these kind of uh, robot apparatus things. Okay, yeah. Do do we want to yeah. do we want to skip to the end, or do we want to just kind of bounce so, around and talk think, about everything wrong? Well, I, I think we can skip to the end because I don't think there's much really to talk about with the. I've, I will say, I think the only couple of jokes that I kind of cackled at was um, when Booger walks into the cafeteria slash common area and he goes like, oh, you know, consider yourself lucky. They threw me off the roof. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Or when they're in there and he goes like this built this room has windows, too. I'm like, oh, ha ha, because you're going to get thrown out again. That was, that was slightly amusing. But uh, aside from that, we can press forth, I think. <laughs> yeah, so so there's a joke that that just to set up the ending, there's a joke when they're when they finally uh, get into the lambda 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 probation and they're setting up their their frat house. Um, 
the there's a a bit where where Lewis has invented a remote control that like the idea being, oh yeah, well we can build up our muscles while we do other things. Cause this, he invents the machine that zaps your abs. That's what he's invented. Only it's like in a remote control and works over distance. And there's a uh-huh. hamster named fuzzy that they have in a cage that apparently Gilbert and Lewis experiment on very disturbing. And he uses it, you know, and Gilbert uses the remote on the hamster and we see this terrible hamster puppet jump up and down but then he keeps doing it and the hamster explodes out of the cage and embeds into the wall uh and booger hangs his hat on it uh which is kind of funny only then lewis is like well that wasn't really fuzzy the hamster fuzzle the hamster that was just a, a a testing dummy i built that i guess looks like a hamster here's the real fuzzy and then they bring in a real cage so like <laughs> don't don't it, it's like they did that as a joke and then felt bad about it. So then they had to establish that no hamster was killed by the nerds. Right. And then but, it's like, so you're capable of making like animatronic photorealistic fucking <laughs> rodents. Like that's, I know you're nerds and everything, but that's pretty fucking advanced. Like, like damn. That, like that should have been the end is they like prank the cheerleaders by releasing a bunch of remote control rats into their yeah, like, hey, house yes. or something. And it ruins mm, their good. photo or whatever. But but instead, those those zappy things, there's a showdown after the nerds fail to get into the fraternity or uh, uh, they, they get their revenge. They they go to uh, they're going to confront the the jocks and there's a horrible good, the bad, the ugly pastiche. Oh, and then God. they just zap the nerds with their zappy things or they drop the zo- jocks with the zappy things and the jocks writhe around on the floor, run away, scared while. One of them is clearly a contortionist because he does this thing where he's all tangled up and he walks yeah. out on his hands. And it's just, well, you've you've established they have magic powers and they've also now invented the taser. They can't be like now, mind you, this is a sitcom and a status quo will be reset next episode. But like, well, you can't you can't show them doing this and then not show them doing this every time they're under a physical threat from the jocks. They're indestructible yeah, now. Right, exactly. You made them like, you know, you gave them a superpower. Do you like the TV show Friends? Then check out Watching Friends with me, Mark. And me, Ryan. Every week as we go through every episode of this iconic TV show, giving you behind the scenes facts, our thoughts on every scene, and some personal stories. Do you know which actor can't remember how many seasons of the show there are? How about the one common household object that could never be seen on the show? We've got the answers and more as we explore Friends in depth every week. Watching Friends, only on the Hyperx Podcast Network. Spaceships! Magic swords! Intergalactic empires! Dead gods! And creatures from beyond the moon! What mad universe could contain all these fantastic visions? What mad universe is a bi-weekly podcast delving into the misty origins of sci-fi and fantasy, pop culture and genre tropes. Take a cosmic trip on What Mad Universe Podcast on the Hyperx Podcast Network. Hello fans, as part of the HyperX Podcast Network, we're letting you know that this year is HyperX's 20th birthday. To celebrate, they're offering some great deals on their award-winning gaming gear. If you're in the market for a new headset, a new microphone, blue light blocking eyewear, or any number of other high-quality HyperX products, head on over to HyperX20.com, that's HyperX20.com, to check out all the birthday deals. Once again, check out the HyperX 20th birthday sale over at HyperX20.com. Again, that's HyperX20.com. Certainly. And you you look at, not only that, but like if they're that advanced to do the animatronics, 
they could probably do better not going to college and just going immediately to, uh, you know, the Jim Henson company or one of those. <laughs> yeah. And, and just start working in the warehouse. Oh, so I got to So I got to talk about the, some some other, you know, we talk how cheap this looks. Let, let me talk and things where they should have done another take. So there's a bit where because the nerds do uh, pledge to the alpha betas. And of course, it's all a prank just to humiliate them. And when they're and when they're drummed out of the alpha betas, they've been tarred and feathered. And there's this extended scene where they're in the multipurpose area, like, you know, <laughs> doing their whole thing. And there's a shot where the camera kind of pulls back so we can see the whole crowd when the camera pulls back you can see the hood of one of the other cameras in the shot and oh, it quickly really? pulls <laughs> and and like once the once the camera you're looking through stops moving that camera pulls out so they were clearly shooting coverage and weren't checking their frames oh my god and it's and, and also... it's glaring but again they don't cut to another angle and they don't do another take. So right. it just looks it, cheap. It's not like that's an elaborate shot either. Like, a, it, it really wouldn't have broken the bank to get another shot for that. Now, during the montage where we see them pledging to the Alpha Betas, uh, it, it's, you know, it's them in, like, the shower and Ogres yelling at him with a pith, with, or, like, with a Kaiser helmet on. But when, when we first cut to it, it's the nerds in their shirts and underwear. And they're covered in these, like, they've got these wet shirts on and they're covered in these, like, yellow stains. And they're being, you know, uh, they're, they're being asked if they ever had sex and water's throwing, being thrown on them. And there's a disturbing line where, like, even Worms was like, I'm not even sure I'm physically capable of that yet. Which, again, <laughs> weird situation to put an 11-year-old in. But, I mean, <laughs> but then we cut to the next part of the montage. Their clothes are perfectly dry and they're holding eggs and they're like getting the eggs smashed on them. So that's where the yellow stains in the previous scene in the montage came from. Oh and, my goodness. And I went back and watched this montage twice. The scenes are shown completely out of sequence, but they're doing things that create that create a visual continuity. So once again, you edited this scene all wrong. Yeah, I, yeah the, the, the vanishing egg stains. Yeah, it's it, it's just it it's just so it's so they just they just didn't care. Exactly. <clears throat> and yet, I think had this become a sitcom, had this been picked up, you know, you probably would have had actors from the show from the movies do a cameo or something. Oh yeah. Well, you and know, it was, you on. know what though? This might not even be. I mean, Fox was very cheap, uh, even cheaper than it is now, the, uh, and so. While while this may have been aired as the first episode, if it went to series, there's a very real chance the whole pilot would get reshot anyway. That was I would very hope common. So, but... Yes, or sometimes you'd have um, the pilot would air, and then the episode afterwards, half the cast would be changed. Mm-hmm. That too, yeah. That, that would happen quite a bit. Um, so, I mean, looking at this Revenge of the Nerds pilot, I would say sequel, no. Uh, it, it's an interesting curio. I'm really surprised that it came out. I mean, when it did, there was some people excited on the internet that, oh, it's going to have the unseen pilot to Revenge of the Nerds. And then when the, the DVD came out with this as an extra, it just got slammed, uh, rightfully so. And, and nowadays you can see it on YouTube. 
Oh, yeah, it's available for free online. Just check it out if you dare. Watch it for Robbie <laughs> Wrist. That's the only thing you should watch it for. Uh, and to get firsthand experience <laughs> with the opening theme. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to give the sequel. No, this was as bad as I thought it was going to be, but not for the reasons I thought it was going to be. So in that way, it was pleasantly surprised. Although I do want to give credit where credit is due. There are two jokes that I did really like. Um one and this this joke made uh made my wife laugh too uh is when they're when they're being interviewed by the lambda lambda lambdas you know gant you know you know he talks about you know stand up straight ch- a stomach in chest out uh and then he like looks over gilbert and says you call that a chest and gilbert just says no nah, it's just a place to hang my nipples we both <laughs> laughed out loud at that yeah so credit where credit's due that's a fun bit the <clears throat> The joke I liked because it's a real thinker. When the joke, when the nerds are building up their frat house, a brick with a note on it gets thrown through the window. And they're reading the note, and you know, no, you know, you nerds better uh, clear out of here or message continued on next brick. And then another brick <laughs> flies through the window, and he picks up the note. Else, that was I love. I love that joke because it's a thinker. Because it means they had to write can message continued on next brick, which is way, which is three times longer than else, else, which is the word on the next brick. Like they could have just done <laughs> one note. It's like they needed to give themselves an excuse to throw two bricks. <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Oh, but you know what's missing? Lamar. Like this. Yeah. I know. The soul of this series. Nerds has nothing without Lamar. Lamar needed yeah. to be in this show. Lamar's missing. You don't have uh, an Asian character. You don't. Yeah, it's less uh, less diverse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, um, Alex, would you give this a sequel? Yes or a sequel? No. Uh, yeah, no, this sucks. Um, sequel, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us to these Revenge of the Nerds things. I think I think at oh, least yeah. you'll well, like these other two uh, in the in the coming weeks when we do Revenge of the Nerds three and four. Um, they at least try to do something with the storylines and have some of the original cast. Weirdly, the uh, covers of the DVDs feature cast members that are not in the movies. <laughs> Interesting. They know where their bread right. is buttered. Oh, but hey, yeah, this hey, I'll pilot, watch anything once, man. You know this. This pilot is once a philosopher, but this pilot, it I will say it is it is true to the core of the Revenge of the Nerds ethos, though, because it does end on a sex crime. Because what's the last shot? The cheer the cheerleaders are making a pyramid, getting their yearbook photo taken. A yearbook photo, I must point out, that is being taken on the first week of class, possibly the yeah, first day of class, because they Quite don't strange. establish time in this. And and you know, Booger, good good to his word about wanting to be under a collapsing pyramid. He like rolls in front of them and zaps them with the muscle spasm thing, and they all sort of collapse on top of him. Oh, that's why they fell. I thought he just like, I just I just like knocked him over when he dove into him. Yeah, no, no, he used the muscle spasm zapper. Oh, okay. It just makes so it a little more end on a then. sex crime. Yeah, I mean, there I think the go. only. Except from how bizarre that all the laugh track stuff is and how it's used like for every syllable it seems in some scenes. Uh, or like over the, the oh yeah the that oh out. thing is used quite when something weird <laughs> happens to the nerds. Um, 
that one thing I did like, it's in part of the theme song and it's over the end credits are just kind of these images of pocket protectors and calculators and glasses yeah. scrolling in the background. I'm like, you know, that would have made a nice screensaver. Yeah, yeah, there you why, go. Why was there no Revenge of the Nerds screensaver that came out that was officially licensed? That seems like it'd be a natural. We were we were in flying toasters times, you know that. Oh, yeah. that yep, that was like or, the Halliburton of screensavers. Where people paid money for something that kept uh, your monitor working longer. Oh, remember uh, Lunatic Fringe? No, yeah. it was a screensaver video game. Like you played it, it was really cool. It was like a little space game. I mean, it was probably fucking stupid now by today's standards, but at, at in 1993 or whatever, that that was the shit. Yeah, you also had um, what uh, um, Sierra Online had one called Johnny Castaway. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a uh, a little man on an island, and they had very you know hundreds of little animations. Some includedly uh, includedly this not even a word. Uh, some animations, you know, were time to the day so if it's christmas maybe johnny castaway would have his santa claus hat on oh irregardless is not a word and neither is irregardless <laughs> yep it's oh and then and then in the themes on how it goes it's time for the nerd attack and they all start clapping you ready like, for like, the nerd attack it's like let's yeah t- let, let, let's do a, a catchphrase that everyone will love. It's trying to force something on you before the show even began. <laughs> Although I got to say, I do like that every character gets to sing one line of the song. <laughs> that's kind of cute. Really? Right. Uh, that's. I said it's kind of cute. It's not great. It's just kind of cute. Right. Yes, I, I guess in something of this quality, kind of cute makes it the cream. I was I was kind of waiting for them to try out bad catchphrases. You know, I was waiting for like one of them to be like, "That doesn't compute" or something like that. You know, and they. I, I was I was I was anticipating some bad uh, catchphrase attempts, but I didn't. We didn't get any. Hey, what catchphrases do you think they would have eventually got? Like boogity boogity booger. Uh, yeah, or um, I think something like like this doesn't add up. Let me let me try to pick this one. Um, I defragmented my fractals. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then one, I mean, so the, the failure of this did lead to these next two movies we'll talk over the next few weeks. <laughs> she because, can fog my glasses up any day. Oh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Gilbert, you can't see. It's like I'm in a haze of fog. That's just your glasses. Oh. That's not um, the first time I heard that one. <laughs> Nerd. I think I'm going to need more RAM for that one. Yeah, I don't know what you would think. <laughs> but with the, you know, the failure of this pilot not getting picked up led to the next two movies we'll be talking about over the next few weeks. Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation, and Revenge of the Nerds 4. Um, was it Burger in Love or Nerds in Love, I think? Nerds in they were, Love. Nerds in Love, thank you. Were both made as uh, made-for-TV movies for Fox, but using members of the original cast. However, they could not get... Uh, members of the original cast for all of them, but they got different members and different ones. But you have the leads of Robert Carradine and Curtis Armstrong as Lewis and Booger, and Julia Montgomery is back as Betty, and Ted McGinley back as Stanley. So yeah, Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation, we'll be talking about next week, came out in 92, and uh, it features the uh, the late uh, comedian John Panette is one of the new nerds. 
Um, and you have Morton Downey Jr. plays oh, one of the wow. bad guys. Oh, interesting. I got one more bad catchphrase. That yes. turned my laser disc to a floppy disc. At least it's not a compact disc. Wah, wah. Yep, wah, you could do wah. a... Wow. You could say, oh, my, she's formatted my hard drive. You call that a hard drive? <laughs> Talk about a Apple? floating point unit. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Apple? I think he's more of a Microsoft. <laughs> yes, there's... Uh... Microsoft, Microshaft, Macro Shaft. Oh, there's all these jokes like that back in the a day. A lot of phallic software out there. Oh, you know there'd be like some conversation about what computers you're using. Booger would go like, oh, I'm an IBM. I bone Mandy. Because <laughs> there will be a character named Mandy for some reason. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or you would do... Uh... Oh, there's just so... Any dumb oh, ideas? You know, I just you, noticed. You some, so, so, oh, I, so uh, something I, I noticed that there must have been like deleted scenes in this pilot because I, I was just looking over the credits. There's an actress, uh, Veronica Alicino, who is credited as being one of the Moose sorority sisters, but they're not in this movie. And then there's also a Heidi Ray who is credited as nerd phone operator. We don't see anyone on the phone in this. No, we do not. Like, I mean, yeah, this thing is really cut. To, I mean, this is quite a short pilot, too. You have the feeling that, um, you know, they didn't plan this in the beginning to be a feature-length uh, presentation. You know, some of, the, some of these uh, shows will start with a double-length yeah, episode. Like yeah, right. That, like a, that would a then come out on, on videotape or a two-hour thing. I mean, can you imagine right. this kind of humor stretched over two hours? Like, that would just be... Oh, torture. Toxic. Well, we've already seen it. That was like the the first movie. <laughs> Without well, well, sitcom laugh track, better... though. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's like... I, oh, I but shout out to Peter Baldwin, the director. He has a fascinating career. He's been both an actor and a director. It, he is in the infamous uh, B-movie, I Married a Monster from Outer Space. He plays the astronaut that isn't an alien monster. Ah. There you go. Everyone has to start somewhere. Why not there? But yeah, so let's do... Uh, so next time we're doing Adventure in the Nerds 3 uh, for sequel cast 2. This is Matt. <laughs> this is Thrasher. This is Alex. Saying. What What else What else can we say? This isn't funny. There's no line <laughs> worth paraphrasing at the end of this episode. It's where I hang my nipples. There. I say... Fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> From the dawn of history, there were nerds on the family tree. Dorks that were born to learn, put down and sometimes burn. And even though they sneeze, from a thousand allergies, that won't stop the revenge of the nerds. You don't know squats. <laughs> so get ready.